there are, there are depths of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with thee. This afternoon we lost one of our dear members, Brother Ed Evans, who is with the Lord. Uh, his funeral will be on Tuesday. The visitation for the family will be at 9.30. The visitation for the public will begin at 10 o'clock. That's here in the sanctuary. The funeral will be at 12. Uh, the family will be fed in the fellowship hall at 12. Now right now, because this has happened, they'd like some space some for their family. Uh, I don't know if you've ever lost a loved one, but right now they don't need a lot of people coming and they've just asked to have their privacy. Don't bring any food right now. They'll let you know when they're ready for that. But just give them their time and pray for them and, and love them uh, as, I, as I know you do. So 930 uh, Tuesday morning, visitation for the family only, 10 o'clock, uh, visitation for the public, funeral is at 12 on Tuesday. I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 11. We've been talking about faith and a little series on faith, all from Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, tonight, uh, I'll tell you the title of the message in just a little bit. We've talked about uh, various faith from various perspectives, but tonight I think you're going to find a couple of interesting verses which you may never have figured into the whole idea of faith. Verse 8, I'm going to read from the New International Version, by the way. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went out, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made a home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. You ever felt that way? Like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Verse 13, pay careful attention. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were strangers, foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. 
for he has prepared a city for them. I don't think we could have read a more appropriate passage of scripture tonight than the one we just read and the circumstances of family in our own church is going through. One of the things you learn as you read the 11th chapter of Hebrews, especially these passages, is that these people died in faith without ever receiving the promises. But they all died in faith. One after another of them died without ever seeing or experiencing the fulfillment of the promise that God had given. This chapter emphasizes that fact over and over. And all they were a although they were able to see mighty things accomplished as a result of their faith, and although their faith pleased God, each of them fell short of experiencing the fulfillment of the promise of God. Nevertheless, they all died with their faith intact. They still died looking forward. And here's what makes faith different than belief. If I believe something, or you believe something, and it doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed and I may no longer believe. But faith, faith has the remarkable ability to believe beyond disappointments and to project itself to look forward to the fulfillment of the promise. The title of the message tonight is Faith Forward. You ever watch a movie and you know how it's going to turn out before it starts? Let's say a John Wayne movie. Let's say it's Big Jake. Maybe you've never watched Big Jake. Maybe you should watch Big Jake, right, buddy? When you're watching Big Jake, you know John Wayne, his, ki his grandson, has been kidnapped. Bad people have his grandson, but you know John Wayne is going to get his grandson back. You don't know how. You know John Wayne may get shot in the process. You know there are going to be some tense moments before you get to the end of that movie, but you know he's going to get his grandson back one way or the other. So in a sense, you faith forward to the end of the movie. Or maybe you've seen the movie and you just fast forward to the end and you see the outcome of what you know would be inevitable. That's what faith in God is like. You know he will win in the end. You know he is the hero. You know that he will ultimately come through for you. Therefore, you can stand in the middle of disappointments and faith forward into the future and say, even though right now I don't hold the promise in my hand, even right now, even though I don't have fulfillment of what God has told me, I'm going to trust God into the future and claim that promise based on the faithfulness of God. Now, let's look at and see how this works out as we look back at some of these verses. First, the first thing it said about Abraham here in from verse 8 on is that, and we're not just looking at Abraham, we're going to look at some other illustrations in this chapter. It says, faith looks forward. Faith looks forward. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place uh, which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. And down the way, it says, for he, he looked forward. He was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. In verse 10, he was looking forward to that city. So in the midst of his circumstances, Abraham was looking forward to a day, a time, and a place that was beyond his own. Faith understands that Although the past 
is gone and the moment is a, the, the present is a moment that can never be grasped. Faith is like a savings account. You invest your trust in God. It's trust for the present. You're trusting God for the present, but your faith is invested in the future. Faith never expects instant result. Faith invests for the long term. Faith is for the long run. Faith never looks over its shoulder at what might have been or hasn't been. Faith is focused on the finish line. Faith looks forward. Here's number two. We're going to go quickly. And because faith looks forward, faith goes forward. Faith goes forward. When a person looks back, that's not faith. If you look back, you'll go back. And faith looks forward, therefore faith goes forward. Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. Nevertheless, he went by faith. Faith follows God into the future. You just follow God. You trust God. You depend on God. You claim the promise that God has given you, and you keep putting one foot ahead of the other, believing that there will be better and brighter days, even on the darkest day, even on the darkest day, even in a time like this family's having in our own church. So faith goes forward. And we read down through verse 16. God's pleased by that when he sees you living in faith. Uh, once as I was studying this passage of scripture, and I'm not surprised by what has happened today, I have this illustration here uh, in my notes, and I didn't know I would have a, we would be thinking about another one in our own church, but uh, a man called me, his name was Phil Cresswell. I was writing this passage of scripture thinking about these things, and Phil called me, his dad, uh, Mr. Bob Cresswell was a, a good and, and godly man in our church and, deacon, and a deacon, but way on up in years, I had been gone for some years, but he called me to tell me, he said, Dad doesn't have long on this earth. And he just wanted me to pray for the family. Uh, his dad had been on the pulpit committee when I came to Camden Baptist Church, like Mr. Ed was on the pulpit committee uh, when I came to your church. Two equally good men, by the way, two men who served their community well, served their church well, but they both knew, both knew that this wasn't all. There's something better. Like Abraham, they were looking forward to a different city. You know, Paul says, you might live in Rome, you might live in Jerusalem, but our citizenship is in heaven, out of which we wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that, we just keep stepping forward, putting one foot ahead of another until we reach the place that God has called us to go. And all of us, like Abraham, go out not knowing where we're going, really, and not knowing how we'll get there. We're just following Jesus one day at a time. That's really all we can do. And let me uh, share with you, uh, beginning in verse 17 now to verse 19, let me read those verses to you. By faith. Abraham, when, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises, notice, he embraced this promise. God, you're going to give me a son. Was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though 
God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the death because in Abraham's heart, the deed was done. The sacrifice was made. It was as good as done. He took the knife with the full intention of slaying his son. And that's when the angel of God spoke to him and said, Abraham, don't do anything. Don't harm this boy because now I know that you love me since you've not withheld your only son from me. So faith not only uh, looks forward, faith not only goes forward, faith gives forward. What does that mean? Well, in the case of Abraham, he was ready to sacrifice Isaac. He was ready to lose him, believing that whatever he gave to God, God would give it back. He just believed God like that. If I give my son to God, God's going to have a way of giving him back to me. That's sort of what he was saying to Isaac, even though he didn't know how it was going to work out. When they were traveling along and Isaac, being astute enough to know that they didn't have a sacrifice, he said, Father, where is the lamb for a sacrifice? And Abraham said to Isaac, God will provide himself a lamb. In other words, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. We're just going to take one foot and put it in front of the other, and we're going to trust God, and we're going to watch and see what God will do. Faith gives forward. Uh, even when we don't get back, you know, I could tell you, uh, like Benny Hinn would tell you wrongly, you give $10 and God will give you $100. No, don't give for that reason because that's not what, what the Bible teaches at all. The Bible teaches you be faithful. You be faithful to give as God leads you to give, to give your time, to give your talents, to give your service, to give your offering, and you trust God with that. You just trust God with that, and God has a way. Some of us, and we, we need to do that. We need to have a testimony service of people that do give and have given so people can know God's faithfulness so that they can hear your testimony of God's faithfulness, how God has been faithful to take care of you and provide for you and to fill the gap when you didn't think it was possible, God did. Look at verses 24 through 26. Now Moses understood sacrifice. Moses understood what it was to give up something for God. And let me say this, by the way. We have so many, obviously, ministry positions that need to be filled. We've got one in our own church that needs to be filled, that we're praying about, that God will fill it. But that means if we have one, there are other churches that have one. All over this country, people have positions that need to be filled because we've heard, I've heard from the William Carey College that came to me, the word came to me, that some of our young people are reluctant to get involved. And so I want to share with you young people, don't be reluctant to get involved. Don't be reluctant to give your life to God in his service. Don't be reluctant to say, God, I'm willing to surrender my own heart, surrender my own life to you and fulfill the mission that you've given me. Moses did that. He gave up a career. He sacrificed his future. He was heir to the throne of Egypt, and he might have been Pharaoh of Egypt. He was raised in Pharaoh's house as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, but he sacrificed that because he would rather have been part of God's children than to be a part of that culture, to be 
the king in that culture, the son of Pharaoh. Look at verses 24 through 26. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater than the riches, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. He was fast forwarding. He was faith forwarding into the future. He said, I can make this sacrifice now, and there's something better on the other end of that. There's something better, even if it means walking through the wilderness for another 40 years, there's something better for me if I follow God. Now, faith gives forward because it looks forward, and because it looks forward, it goes forward. Not only so, faith prays forward. What does that mean? Well, look at verses 20 and to 22. It says, By faith, Abraham, uh, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and, and, and worshiped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. Faith Praise forward. I, I know you don't see anything about prayer in those verses, but think about it. Let's say it's Sunday morning church. It's, I know it's Sunday night church. I haven't lost my mind. But let's just say it's Sunday morning church. And as soon as church is over, we're all going to go to McAllister's, which is where I like to go to eat on Sunday morning. No advertising. I'm not receiving any kickback from McAllister's, although I'd be glad to get an extra sandwich if I could. Uh, but let's say we're going to go to the McAllister's, and before we eat, we're going to ask the blessing. That's praying. And so when, when that's the good old southern way of saying, you know, we're going to ask the blessing. We're going to bless the food. So when Isaac is blessing Jacob, what you're seeing there is a prayer. When Jacob is blessing Joseph's son's what you're seeing there is a prayer because they couldn't bring any of that about. All they could do was pronounce the blessing of God down upon their life. They were saying, God, bless these people. I've been to a lot of different ordination services, and most of them, when I go around and lay my hands on the person being ordained, I'm not conveying anything on them. I usually pray a prayer. There's not a secret code or anything to say. I pray a prayer. I pray God's blessing on their life. And when I'm praying, I'm praying forward. I'm looking forward into what I hope God will do in their lives. And when we pray for our children and grandchildren, we're praying forward. We're expecting God to answer that prayer. We're expecting God to do something. So Jesus prayed in the 17th chapter of the Gospel of John. We considered his prayer in our Sunday school class the other day. And in the 17th chapter of John, he prayed for his disciples. And he prayed for everybody who would believe through their ministry. That means that on that day, Jesus prayed forward. He faith forwarded and said, God, you're going to answer this prayer. You're not only going to bless these men and their ministry. You're going to bless those who believe beyond them. And so faith prays forward. Joseph, by the way, 
just how far is faith willing to pray forward? Well, Joseph, as he's asking these people, he said, look, I know you're, you, we're in Egypt now. We've all, the whole family's come to Egypt. By the providence of God, they were living there. And he said, look, I know this is where we are now and this is where we've got to live for a while, but I want, to make, I want you to make me a promise. I want you to make me a promise that when I die, you will take my bones and bury them in the promised land. So this is a request of Joseph, a request that's made as a wish prayer. I believe it was Phillips Brooks who defined prayer as a wish turned Godward. He's saying, I'm trusting God's promises that he's got a better place for us that he's got somewhere other than Egypt, that he has a promised land for us. Do you know how long they lived in Egypt after the death of Joseph? 430 years. But Joseph, faith forwarded. And he said, look, my bones, when you leave, take them with you. And they carried them when they left. They got the bones of Joseph. Perhaps you know the story. They carried them all the way through their wilderness wanderings for 40 years. They carried them into the promised land when they fought the battle of Jericho. They were carrying the bones of Joseph. And once they settled in the promised land, then they buried the bones of Joseph as his wish, as his prayer came true. So how far, how far is prayer answered the prayer of faith as you pray for your church and for its ministry so faith looks forward faith goes forward faith gives forward faith prays forward not only so faith obeys forward here's an important point you don't take steps of faith after you have evidence in your hand of how god is going to make it work out you take steps of faith before you know. Abraham went out without knowing where he was going. He didn't have all the details. Faith doesn't need the details. All faith needs is God. Look at verse 27. Speaking again uh, of, uh, of, of Moses, By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Notice that's about Moses. You talk all the time. People ask me questions all the time. Did Moses actually see God? He did by faith. He saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. You see these pictures. Moses obeyed God. Joshua obeyed God. Abraham obeyed God. They did so by faith. They obeyed forward as God spoke. They did what God told them to do when God told them to do it, and they trusted God to take care of the details. We have to do that as individuals. That's the way we, that's the way we must live our lives. If we don't live our lives that way, life will be tentative. It'll be tentative. We'll second-guess everything that we'll do, or we won't do it at all. 
We won't do it at all because we won't have faith. And if we don't have faith, there are many things that God would have done for us that we will never experience because we didn't have the faith to take the next step. Don't stand still. Faith forward. So by faith, uh, we go forward, we give forward, we pray forward, we obey forward. And finally, faith, think about it with me, is saved forward. Hebrews 11, verse 31. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. That's a story out of the Old Testament. A woman, when the city of Jericho was going to be destroyed, she lived there in the city of Jericho. But she had perceived, along with many of her people, that there was something different about the God that the Israelites worshipped. That he was great and mighty, and they didn't stand a chance. That was her conviction. And so when these spies came to her house, she helped them, and she helped them escape. Because she said, the fear of God and the fear of you has settled on our community. And so she, as you know the story, she let them out and they said, look, you put this scarlet cord in your window. You hang it out your window so that we'll know where you live. So that when we come back, and they were making that promise by faith, when we come back and we destroy this city, your family Everyone in it will be spared. And so when Rahab hung that cord out the window, she was living as a doomed woman in a doomed city, but she was saved forward. She was saved from that moment, saved by faith, looking forward to what God would do for her. Have you received the promises? No, you haven't. There are a lot of the promises that you don't have in hand. Yes, God has done some things for you, and you can make claim to that. You can give a testimony about how God provided in this situation, how God provided in that situation, how God was with you in difficulty, how God has guided you from time to time in your life. But there are still some promises that you don't hold in your hand but you're saved forward, saved forward by faith, secure. Rahab was secure from that moment forward. Her security rested in her, in her confidence in the strength of God. Remember, faith is being sure and certain, not sure and certain about me, not sure and certain about what I can do, not sure and certain about how strong I can believe, but sure and certain about the God that I serve. If you have a vision of a puny God, then you will have a puny faith. You will have no confidence in what God can do for you. God is not God almost. I learned this from one of my deacons in the church at Camden. He went through experiencing God. You've heard me tell the story before, but lest you think this is my statement, it is not my statement. After he went through experiencing God, he said to me, he said, Brother Eddie, one of the things I have learned is that the God that we serve is not God almost. He is God Almighty. He's a God who can do anything. 
That's the God he was in the Old Testament. That's the God he proved himself to be in the New Testament in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the same, according to the book of Hebrews. Yesterday, today, and forever. Just faith forward to the end of the story. Let's pray.